I'm like that um that old Internet Explorer meme where it's like, you know, what what are we browsers? And then like in the third column, like Internet Explorer is like browsers kind of thing. Oh yeah, wish I didn't say that on podcast. <laughs> Did you just reference a boomer meme? <laughs> Probably. Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, episode 72, our second last episode for 2020. Uh, I'm Zach Jackson, joined by Kieran Verbruge. Hello. And Jordan Garcia. Hello. A little uh, OG threesome this week. Um, Adam Ryan, if you're listening to this right now, you've just... Where the fuck are you? Yeah, where are you? Where the Um, bloody hell are you? Where the bloody hell are you? And big D, D Blue, 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 uh, couldn't make it. So, rocking the uh, the tripod this week. Always. But uh, we missed last week, so sorry about that. We just uh, we we did try to make it work, but times never aligned, so we just couldn't couldn't bash one out. But um, how you guys been? All right. All yeah. things considered. Yeah, not too bad at all. That's How about good. yourself? Uh, yeah, uh, busy, yeah. Mm. Um, I guess we're probably all a bit busy with work, um, especially uh, Kieran and you and I are now... Um, in the thick of it. The industries that we work in, uh, you know, heating up with Christmas and that. But yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just busy. It's just constant busy. And there's a lot of people who have just been sick and, you know, stuff like that. So it's... Yeah, but it's but it's fine, you know. Ties me out. I went to bed at ten thirty last night. I was absolutely that's late routine. for me. Really? That's like early. <laughs> Even when I work at six o'clock in the morning, that's still. I've been trying to get it under midnight because I feel like I should get it under midnight. Um, but yeah, I was like, I am just cooked. I'm lucky if I can keep my eyes open at ten o'clock. What time do you get up? Uh, usually like 7 p.m. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, oh, yeah, so yeah, so not long after me. Well, yeah, it depending on, on what shift I work, but yeah. Uh, and Jordan, when uh, your work is going all right? Yeah, it's going all right. Waiting for a, a wave of cyberpunk footage to come through. Very nice. Uh, ha- have you heard um, any thoughts yet? Uh no, not really. Uh, no. Even if I were, they're not for me to say. So That's very true, actually. Um, Way to try and get a scoop. Yeah. <laughs> X thinks game is X. That's our scoop. That's, an, uh, that's actually an interesting... I don't know what you're... I don't know what you're doing, Jordan. And I know you probably can't talk about it, but that's one interesting thing I've seen, and we should probably save this for later, but... Um, Nobody's allowed to post footage in oh, their yeah. reviews. Yep. They had to only use pre-selected B-roll, which is... <laughs> from, and that's before... From what I've heard, it's it amounts to what's basically just trailer footage. Yeah. And that's up until the game comes out, isn't it? Like, mm. that's like, yeah. Yeah. When the floodgates open, basically. And the patch. That's rough. Or whatever, yeah. 
because as Jordan, like again, I don't know if you can say, I, I can't even remember if I've read it. I've read a couple of different reviews, but has the patch dropped on PC? Because no. there was not, a, not that I know. I think of. there was a big patch. I think there was a patch, but I don't know if it's like the proper day one patch. I could be. I know there's shit, the so. the 43 gigabyte patch, but from what from yeah. the uh, communication language that I've seen, that's not actually the day one patch. That's just a patch. Yeah, yeah correct. Yeah. Um, because yeah, that's the been, old day one patch. Yeah, it's the day, day it's the day half patch. We'll talk about uh, CP twenty seventy seven reviews a bit later. Not that we've got one. Shout outs to Bandai. Um, nah, but love them. We'll get one up at some point. Shout out to Bandai. Um, so it's been a while. So what have we been playing? Yep. Love that. Um, <laughs> things, uh, mostly just stuff for review mm. and like then sinking significant hours into the stuff for review after the review. Um, Nice. And also a little bit of Assassin's Creed. How you loving so we're trying uh, to... Assassin's Creed? Yeah, I'm still loving it. Mm. Um, I'm like... I'm only like 15 hours into it, or maybe 20 at the most, because um, obviously other things have gotten in the way, but um, it's starting to like open up quite a bit now, and it's very, very enjoyable. Nice. Although speaking uh, of patches, the most... Sorry, the, I was, the, the most recent patch since um on the on the ps5 since that whole thing came out that it performed worse on the series x um they patched it to fix that and now it's worse on the ps5 like they've added they've added a whole bunch of weird hitches and screen tearing i think it's i think they made the the playing field level by going that way instead of trying to fix the series x version you say that because the screen tearing i've had on it on ps5 has been horrendous before the patch Oh really? Yeah. See, I didn't have any issues. It, it's mainly in like um, specific areas, but those areas you'd have like yeah. two or three tears on screen. Yeah. See, yeah, no, no, like weird frame pacing issues or tearing or anything. But now I've got plenty, mostly in like in cutscenes, so it's super distracting. Um. um anyway, are you both playing on performance mode, or is in? Is, is there is mode? no option. It's just four K. No, there's both now. Oh, they've actually changed it. Yeah, they added a 4K visual mode. That that also happened in the patch. Um, but the performance mode is way better. Absolutely. Nice. Um, cool. Nothing else, Kieran? Just uh, just that and uh, review stuff, pretty much. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Nice. Jordan, how about you? Uh, I was playing Assassin's Creed, but I actually stopped just because I'm starting to get burnt out by it. Um, but I also finished to bring the original Sin 2 for my pledges, which, uh, oh, nice. happy to have that off my, uh, off my chest. Cause that was my last big one. Uh, and then I am about 70% through Hand of Fate 2. So I think I might be able to make it just in time like last year. No, you can't fucking sneak into the death again. Wherever I'm, like, still way off. You're still at the starting line, mate. Yeah, I am. I'm like that um, that old Internet Explorer meme where it's like, you know, what what are we browsers? And then, like, in the third column, like, Internet Explorer is like browsers kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Wish I didn't say that on podcasts. <laughs> <but>, uh, 
<laughs> Did you just reference a Bruma meme? <laughs> Probably. Um, yeah. Um, cool. Uh, well, I've been playing a bit of Red Dead 2. Um, and that's pretty much it. Oh, no, I haven't. I've been playing another game for review, which I can talk very, very, very quickly about, but nothing else that I don't think. I've barely... I've been playing a little bit of Sackboy and a little bit of um, Overcooked with Anna, but, yeah, nothing. How's Overcooked on the PS5? Uh, we started the new... Yeah, we, we, we started the new content. Uh, it looks and runs pretty good. I, I, can't, I can't notice a huge difference, I don't think, um, but I haven't played it for maybe like a week, but... Um, it's, it feels, I don't know, we haven't played Overcooked for a long time and it feels harder. Um, so we've got to, just got to get back in that groove. Um, mm. cause one of the levels that we're playing, I'm trying to remember what you, what you have to cook. It's just, it's hard. Um, so yeah, we, we were like rock nah, candy. Let's, yeah. Let's go play, uh, Sackboy That's hard. Said, which is cool. I'm enjoying Sackboy. is good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been pretty good. Uh, but, yeah, apart from that, it's just the review games, I think, because I'm just trying to think of it. I did. I booted up um, the other night. I was kind of bored. I was like, oh, I've got half an hour before I'm going to go get go to bed or something. It's, can't be, excuse me. can't be far playing Red Dead because it's just, you know, I'll ride to a mission and then that'll be the half an hour. <laughs> um, so I, I started playing Splinter Cell Blacklist. Yeah, on the of course Series you X, did. On the Series X. Um, that intro is fucking long. Um, doesn't help that the rest of the game sucks too. So I was like, I played like a little bit of the intro and I was just like, nah, nah, feels too old, but it was fine. It was fine. I just, I just don't think I was in the mood. I think I, I should have just gotten to bed. I was just trying to kill half an hour with something. Um, oh no. I, and I, actually I started playing Doom Eternal as well. The campaign. Um, oh yeah and I suck at that game at at the moment um, just not wasn't yeah, it just, just like that at PAX as well what's that wasn't it like that at PAX <laughs> as well oh that was fucking the bloody the computer crash mate <laughs> oh yeah uh, and we're playing with a mouse and keyboard which I suck at um, but yeah no, I played the first couple of bits I think um, it's pretty cool um, it just feels like more doom um, so yeah just review games apart from that so let's get into that uh, Kieran yours is uh, a couple or well, week and a bit old I think um, yeah or a week old old news uh, so give us your verdict on Immortals Phoenix Rising mm, well yeah so I've I mean I've, I guess I've talked about this on the podcast before so I won't really need to to go to, to great length, but um, Immortals is essentially Assassin's Creed mixed with Breath of the Wild. Um, and I had, I had my hesitations um, about Ubisoft kind of Ubisofting it, I guess, um, especially with like a, a formula as effective as, as Breath of the Wild for them to, you know, just do their open world Ubisoft gameplay thing on top of that could have been too much. Uh, but it is awesome. 
and for some reason somehow it's it's awesome for 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 those reasons it feels like i guess like a a more accessible and light-hearted but also just uh simpler sort of take on both of those franchises um and it's also it, i guess it's it's kind of like an abridged version of of the assassin's creed games it's not you know an 80 plus hour epic it's 20 to 30 hours for the main content and maybe like double that to go and clear off absolutely everything on the map um and it's kind of in like this condensed uh condensed world with all these different biomes really packed closely together um and it's just like between it's between like the story which is basically just a satire on greek mythology and like the super simple but kind of fast pace of its combat and, and it's like rpg light systems and stuff it's just it's just a really really fun really kind of comfortable and really sort of chill game for people who enjoy open world games and open world rpgs but might be burnt out on the kind of big somber stuff like assassin's creed um so yeah i gave it a was it a nine Mm. a nine in my review so what you're Um, saying is it's pretty much perfect for me yeah yeah someone like you who like can maybe make it you know 40 hours into into valhalla and then be like nah i gotta take a break um you'd be long finished it by that point um and it's it's hilarious like the the main narrative is kind of set up is this dialogue between prometheus and zeus and uh zeus is basically painted like this i mean in in greek mythology is an asshole and this game doesn't pull any punches with that um but he has like a really good kind of character arc that goes over the course of the game and it's just like everything yeah all of its jokes are kind of satires on on greek mythology but with like a few modern bits of humor and stuff thrown in there as well um yeah it's awesome it's um interesting that you on, sorry, let, let me go back and start that again. Have you read many other reviews of the game? No. Okay, because it's been interesting hearing your thoughts from your preview and then obviously reading your review and, and you really enjoyed the writing, but it seems like it's one of those hit or miss kind of things. Um, yeah. Because I know a few a couple of reviews I've read uh, and um, Giant Bomb, didn't mm. really write the writing. They giant bomb was, hates everything. They do hate everything. <laughs> um, I can I can see it because it is like it's a I guess it's a very like snide kind of snarky type of humor, which I don't like all of the time. But mm. I think it works in this context. And like by the without spoiling anything, by the end of the game, um, all of the characters kind of redeem themselves. Mm. So it's not I don't know. It's not overbearing. Um, and it's not like in your face, it's just lots of like visual gags and, and sort of reactionary kind of gags because you've got these constant narrators. So, um, so and I can see where people would like find that annoying. History. I think, um, well, they do say, I think on board on the giant bomb cast that, uh, nothing is as bad as Borderlands 3. <laughs> uh, nothing is, so, nothing is as like bad. That. But I think it was more, I'm just trying to remember exactly what they said, but, um, I think they said like it, it was how the story is told, like the way that narr- how the narrative is sort of told through those I, two. Um, I think it's great. Yeah, I don't. Th- I th- I'm trying to. Yeah, I think I think it was it was that coupled with the writing. Just yeah, wasn't wasn't a fan. But as as we all know, they kind of hate everything. Um, 
Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, like it's not for everyone, but no, no, but it's just been, it's just, yeah, been interesting reading that kind of, um, mm. yeah, those thoughts. Um, cool. cool. Adam, uh, Adam, fucking Adam, Jordan, you haven't played it, have you? No, because you just said before that it's up your alley. Never mind. Um, do you want to talk about Godfall? Yeah, sure. I'll talk about it briefly because we did have a discussion of it earlier, uh, a couple episodes ago. Yeah, um, yeah. But you're the uh, the reviewer. I am. Uh, yes. Yeah, so the official well played thoughts. <laughs> I I have you know kind of taken the mantle of being someone that plays all the like kind of looter games. You know, I played Diablo, Anthem, both Destinies, both Divisions. Um, I was a looter. You know, I for some reason played Breakpoint. Um, but yeah, Godfall is impressively average. Hmm. Like we mentioned it before, like it looks pretty, it runs great until you get towards the latter half of the game where it starts hitching randomly because you have too much loot, um, <laughs> which is, you know, kind of a big problem with looter. But yeah, I mean, I'm kind of impressed at how little story there is, despite it trying to like seem like there's story. Um, mm. the, the combat is kind of cool, but it has inconsistencies with its communication because it starts off wanting you to treat it as like a hack and slash, almost like a, a devil may cry kind of venture or like Warframe, mm. just mowing through enemies. But it's in reality, it's the exact opposite. You got to, you know, take in your surroundings and what's happening and react to that, not just slash away. So, you know, designing consistencies there, but where I really got burnt out was the end game because it's just grinding for the sake of grinding there's no actual activity to do it's just do this thing for higher level gear so you can do this thing but at a higher level sounds like avengers pretty much yeah um so yeah how long have you rolled credits on the story yes how long Uh, did it take you hours wise i think it was about 15 if that 10 maybe Like it's, it's not incredibly long, which no. doesn't help its cause because, you know, as soon as you beat the story, you realize how poorly designed the end game is. But, yeah. Um, but where it really frustrated me was, like, as fun enough as the combat is, when you play online, the net code is so shit that the really fun parts of the combat become the biggest frustrations of the combat. Hmm. So, like, the game wants you to parry, but because the net, ga- the net code sucks... You do a parry, but you're actually behind because the netcode hasn't updated, so you just cop a hit to the face. You know, dumb things like that. It's just, yeah. It, I, I just, I'm impressed at how shit to average it is. So, yeah, so I, I, I've been meaning to, to write something, but it's just been too busy. Um, but I really liked, um, I thought like that world and the the whole premise kind of had... Like I wish they didn't make like a looter game at it. So I wish they kind yeah. of had, had had gone a bit more story driven. At the you same know, time, uh, though, the the worlds are kind of derivative. Like the hub area is just an Oricon tower from Warframe. The second out, the second area is just the Coral Highlands from Monster Hunter World, and the third area just looks like something out of Prince of Persia. Mm, no, but I just mean like if they had had. You know, when they were making it, if they had gone, okay, let's make this into a, a yeah. story game. Let's flesh these worlds out a, a bit more. And, and that, because I thought, like, the premise of it was kind of cool. Like, the 
Um, but yeah, just kind of after like two and a half hours or three hours or what it was I played, I just, it was just, nah, there's just the same. Also, um, they, they do this really dumb thing in the story where they constantly refer to your character as a male, which would be fine if the actual gender of your character wasn't tied to the valor plate you're using, which is basically the class. So I was mm. playing one of the female valor plates the entire time, being referred to as he, which was disjointing. Like, I just, I was completely flawed at how you can miss something so simple, but mm. here we are. Um, so it's, it's, um, it's an online only game. Mm-hmm. So do you find that very strange? Because there's no real need to play multiplayer from what I've heard. No, there isn't. Um, yeah. There's no matchmaking for starters. Uh, and as much as I enjoy playing games with friends, that was a game I enjoyed more by myself because the game doesn't feel right. Like it doesn't feel like it's properly designed for multiplayer, despite being a multiplayer game. And Mm. it really, that really just boils down to the terrible net code. Hmm. Um, we haven't got our review yet, but what, uh, if you had to throw a dart at the scoreboard, what would you be aiming for? If I was being incredibly optimistic, I'd give it a six. Six. But yeah, could feel it. Um, it had six written all over it. But in reality, I'd probably give it more of a five or a 4.5. Four. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Rough. Um, all right. Cool. Well, yeah, we'll look forward to that review. Uh, Kieran, you've also been playing another game called Haven, which came out, I think, you, a couple of days ago? Yeah. The 4th, I believe. Today's the 8th of December that we're recording. Um, yeah, so around the 5th or the 6th. Came out my um, birthday, I'm pretty sure. Oh, happy birthday, too. It was your birthday this week. No, last week, Sunday? Wait, Saturday. No, Saturday, sorry. Fuck, I'm lost on what days it is. Um... <laughs> Yeah, cool. So, how? Well, firstly, how was your birthday? Heard you had that was a nice great. big juicy steak. Yeah. And then I had a nice big juicy steak. Did you have a glass of red with it? No, I didn't. Oh. I didn't have any. Did Bernie get you um, any presents? Uh, just his his presents. Fair enough. Which is a gift every day. Love that. Um, but yeah, no, just work, food, bed. Cool. Sounds that's the way it gets when you get a bit older. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I was just yeah, I was just practicing for the years to come. Uh, I can tell you, they don't get much <laughs> much better. So, Haven, tell us but Haven. what it is first, because I I think I sent it to you, and you're like, oh yeah, I recall this, but because um, I was like, this yeah. looks like a hearing game. Yeah, um, well, I don't um, really know what it is. I uh, I kind of didn't really know what it is was either going into it. I like obviously skimmed like trailers and stuff, but I it was one of those games where I just kind of wanted to figure it out on the fly. Um, and I'm glad I did because I didn't know that it was going to be mostly a visual novel. Oh, okay. Um, not in the traditional sense, but just in the, like the the tone and I guess the way it tells its story and the things that it focuses on in its story definitely align more with a visual novel than anything else. Um, but realistically it's, it's kind of like an open world 
exploration game with kind of light RPG combat in like a sci-fi setting. And it, uh, it's about these two, it's about this couple um, who in this, in this kind of universe, they're from a, a society where the government uses like a matchmaking system to put couples together um, that they've been using for a hundred years since it it was ne- it was necessary to beat like a biological plague thing. Um, and basically, you know, a hundred years later, they're just using it to keep everyone civil and under control. Um, and so they kind of run away to this, this other planet called Source and <laughs> it's not like chili sauce. Not not hentai sauce, <laughs> um, and it's like this fragmented, kind of abandoned, half exploded planet. Um, and you, you essentially just spend the bulk of the game exploring the planet, um, exploring its fragments, and scavenging for resources to fix your ship that they that they live in, and kind of discovering like the backstory of the planet. Um, which is which is cool, but I guess like the the most importance it sort of places is on its kind of narrative about this couple, um, and most of the time you spend is just like in their ship, just living their daily life, like cooking and like chatting and showering and just doing kind of mundane tasks. But it does a really good job of kind of portraying this sort of fairly young relationship, um, and. I was I was saying to Georgie, it feels, it reads and and plays out almost like fan fiction, in that like there's this overarching universe and this world that is really cool and, um you know would be very cool on its own, but it it kind of spends most of its time just focusing on the couple and it works really well because of that. Um, it's 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 a very 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 good depiction of a relationship, um, more than I've seen in pro- probably any other game or, or medium. Wow. Um, so yeah, so that that was really cool. That was cool to see. Um, it's very kind of just like raw and messy and very sexy and also very weird because they're on this planet with all these weird creatures and they get around by gliding on bits of astral spaghetti, basically. Um, but yeah, the only um, only I guess major issue I have with it is that. Uh, it's really fun when you're kind of just gliding around planets and picking up stuff, but it also has like this turn-based or like time-based JRPG combat system. And it's kind of, it's very unique, but after, you know, the 10 to 12 hours of game, it, it, it got really, really old. And I found myself using like the auto battle skip function for the most of it. So um, I almost wish they didn't have that in there. But mm. the the exploration in the world and the story are very, very cool. So... I'm happy. And ha- uh, have you rolled credits? I have, yeah, just not too long ago. And uh, how long is it? Because if it's a visual novel, normally they're a bit shorter, yeah? Uh, it's about a dozen hours. Okay. Because it's, like, it's, it's half visual novel and half like exploration and combat. Okay. Um, um, but, yeah. Nice. And the, sound- the soundtrack is by this uh, French producer called Danger, and it's very, very good. I think you'd like it. The soundtrack, yeah, yeah, cool. I'll I'll check it out. Um, yeah, nice. Uh, again, like with Jordan, if you had to give a score for us right now, um, score. I've I've pretty much settled on an eight. Yeah, cool. 
Nice. Uh, and that's not on Xbox, is it? That That's a PS5. I think it's on everything. Um, I'm pretty sure it's on Game Pass. It's on PC as well. Oh, it is too. Yeah, sorry, it is on Game Pass. I'm thinking of something else that wasn't that. So, yeah. Cool. Um, sweet. Okay, well, the game that I've been reviewing... Is, mm. Well, sorry, I have reviewed um, last week was Twin Mirror. Um, now, have you... Because I know that you bought it, Kieran, but have you played any of it? Not at all. <laughs> I told you to wait. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so this is uh, Don't Nod. Um, they're like mystery thriller investigative kind of game. Um, yeah, it's probably the one that from from them that uh, or it's, it's one of the games that I was looking forward to the most this year. And it's it sort of released without much fanfare, really. It sort of just came out on the first of December, and mm. that was kind of it. Like, um, yeah, and I think like with. Uh, Cyberpunk, there was actually no console codes available for review. Um, just PC. So, yeah, I played this on the Epic Game Store. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's... if The best way to, I think, explain this uh, before I go in, just into the story, but it's kind of like playing a Don't... If Don't Nod made a Quantic Dream game. If, yeah, if, if David Cage quit Quantic Dream and come and work for Don't Nod... Um, it definitely feels like a more cinematic uh, take on their style. Uh, there's definitely tons of elements, you know, of, of Don't Nod's um, traditional sort of formula. But yeah, it definitely feels a bit more, yeah, I guess a bit, bit more cinematic in uh, certain ways. But basically what, what, the, what the game's about is you play as a, a former investigative journalist called Sam Higgs, and he returns to his uh, hometown of Basswood, because uh, one of because his best mate um, has died tragically in a car crash. Um, now the the re, uh, Sam Sam left the town a couple of years prior uh, in not so glorious ways. Uh, he had some issues there, and he's like, "No, nah, I've just got to I've got I've got to leave this town." And um, writing for the local for the local paper, uh, his last piece that he wrote basically got the um, the main source of income in the town shut down, which was the mine. Um, so he, he's he's not a super popular uh, bloke amongst uh, a large portion of of some of Basswood's um, residents. And because of the stuff uh, that happened, which I'll say because it, it's literally like the very first scene. And I think it's even been in in, in our previews. But basically, he proposed to a lady, um, and she turned him down. Um, and then the story sort of ex- explains why, but but yeah, so he he's not too keen on coming home, but I guess feels like he has to because he's you know his best mate's uh, passed away. Uh, but he also left behind like his goddaughter, and you know you find out that they were very close. Um, and yeah, early on in the game, like in the first hour or so, basically you get a little tip that. Um, Nick, who's his best mate, uh, the circumstances surrounding his death might be a little bit suspicious, and you know you're you're in, encouraged to to poke around and see if you can find anything out, and that's pretty much um, yeah, like where the game sort of starts. But in, yeah, in the first sort of 
sequence uh oh sorry in the first main sequence after the um the first part that you that you play um sam's at like a bar for the wake for for nick and um it has one too many uh beers and he wakes up uh with his shirt covered in blood uh, and then basically yeah so from there you've got to basically find out what happened the night before and uncover the truth behind nick's uh death uh, it's not very long. It's probably I think it took me seven and a half hours. Uh, puzzles are pretty easy. Um, you just sort of, yeah. It's just you, you just investigate areas for items of interest, or you know, or that you can interact with and different clues. So uh, what they've got, they've got like if you ever played Sherlock Holmes, it's kind of like they got like a mind palace area, which is actually really fucking cool, and, and like it, it looks really cool too. And it's basically an area where. Uh, Nick can access memories um, as well as put together uh, scenes, you know, in his head kind of thing. So you, you, you do see some, some pretty cool memories. Like there's a memory very early on um, of him playing Pac-Man, you know, with Nick and, and, and the goddaughter. Uh, and then in this bar that you're in, you can actually go and play Pac-Man um, on, the, on the vending... Oh, sorry, not on, on the vending machine on the arcade machine, which is pretty cool. Um, Not the vending machine. Yeah, the vending machine. The Pac-Man Imagining machine. some guy playing Pac-Man and there are people in line <laughs> waiting to get him. can of Coke. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, so the Mind Palace, you basically find all the clues in, uh, in like, a scene. So the first one that you do is in the bar. Um, so you go back to the bar and, and you, piece, you, know, you find all the different points items of interest and then eventually once you've triggered uh or you've got all the clues um a little thing in the corner will basically say that you can now make um a guess on on uh, what's gone down so yeah you know you've got you you've got to piece together what went down um and you can't get it wrong so if you do get it wrong the, the like the game will tell you oh that's that couldn't have happened because of this or you know blah 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 so you, you you've you've do got to um get it right to progress which is kind of cool uh, I, I do think that's a little bit good and bad because i do wish there was maybe some consequences for getting some stuff wrong um but in saying that it is it is a bit harder it is harder to, to get it wrong like there are uh, the answers do kind of feel like they stick out a little bit more like like or like they make more sense than like like the, the, wrong, the wrong answers even though apart from the ending which i totally i fucked the ending um which yeah, you can go back and replay, and so you can see how things would change if you'd done things a bit differently. So, so that um, that's pretty cool. But yeah, so the mind palace. Yeah, you, you put together the clues, or you can yeah explore Sam's memory. But it's also like um, um, he gets a bit lost in his own thoughts. And the the other big side of this game is that you have an imaginary stranger with you, um, who's known as the Double, and he will offer Sam. He's like a more um, calmer, more level kind of version of Sam. So he will uh, give you advice and and that, and you get to make choices whether you want to agree or do what he's recommending, or you can ignore him and and keep going and doing whatever you're doing. So one uh, example is like you might you need to console somebody because they're feeling a, a bit sad so he's like oh you know you should go console them um yeah so you can either go do that or just go you know 
keep exploring or whatever it is that, that, that you're doing. Um, and then the game will also give you choices that are like key choices. So like you can, um, uh, how do I explain this? Yeah, so the, the, they're like key moments in the game where you can either tell someone something or you can choose to hide it. Um, and then you know, that, that might mean that this person, you know, yeah, doesn't trust you or something like that or yeah thinks that you're hiding something but it's pretty cool um i gave it an eight eight and a half um a lot of the reviews i've read do kind of criticize sam for being a bit of a boring white dude which i think i agree with um, you like the but, order so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like i've i found like the voice acting and like i found him a very awkward character like i found him boring in like that way like that he he's a bit socially awkward um yeah but uh i, I mean if you like i think it's 40 bucks kieran is that correct i think it was yeah 45 on yeah. ps4 uh, um and like it ran pretty well and like basswood looks very uh you know very cool and yeah you know, like again like the voice acting and like the writing like it's all very well um produced you know like don't nods stuff um and the soundtrack's, while a bit subtle, um, it's still quite good. So if you like Don't Nod's earlier stuff, um, I, I reckon you'd definitely enjoy this, uh, which is why I guess you've bought it, Kieran. So I was hoping that maybe you'd given it yeah, a bit sorry. of a spin, but that's no, right. What's, Next time. Uh, what's, what's better, Twin Mirror or Remember Me? <sighs> Two different games, but... Ooh. I just want you to... I just want you to... <laughs> Probably it, remember me. Oh, I don't know. I knew you were gonna say no. Nah, uh, that's that's what I was. I think I like this. I, I like the whole premise and that of remember me, but I think I think Twin Mirror might be a better game. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Um, I do think like I thought the whole Neo Paris kind of setting and that that is pretty cool, but it, it did there were parts of it that feel a bit undercooked. Um, mm. It's also a kind of and you yeah, like beat. overcooked, so <laughs> it's a bit of a beat. You know, it's a beat 'em up as pretty much as opposed to this sort of uh, you know narrative driven sort of mm. um, puzzle ish game. Uh, but yeah, no, it's yeah, cool. pretty pretty good. Uh, I think you'll like it. I definitely don't think you'll like it as much as Tell Me Why. Um, and I do reckon that you might dislike the main character. Not no, sorry, maybe not dislike but i think you you might find him a bit boring but i'm interested to see yeah if you sort of see the, the way that i did if, with him kind of being a bit awkward and introverted kind of thing um which makes him fe- seem a bit boring and yeah and it, like it deals a little bit with some heavy themes but uh you know with uh, like depression and, and that sort of stuff but uh, mm. yeah I quite enjoyed it. Um, yeah, eight and a half. Shout out to Bandai for that one. Um, <laughs> for getting me in early. Always getting uh, us codes. Always looking after the well-played lads. Uh, Jordan, you've got a jet off. I do. You do. So thank you um, for joining us on this very short trio episode. Uh, Kieran, you and I will quickly talk a couple more things and then we'll, yeah, we'll be one All of the right. shorter episodes of the uh, getting it easy of the of the. It makes life easier for me too. Podcast. 
that's what that's what we're all about here making life easy yep getting it easy getting it easy easy. (laughs) just for you jordan i'm going to talk for an extra 60 minutes i'm I'm just gonna like i'll cut it all out and just go right to the outro i'm just gonna cut various materials in the background (laughs) (laughs) all right all right cool man um all right bye bye let's let's talk um Let's quickly go through. There's a couple of games. So we're both keen for a game called Call of the Sea, which just came out today. Um, yeah, I'm glad this is a short podcast because I know what I'm doing after. Yeah. Well, the reviews of because um, a bit like with Cyberpunk, we I've been reaching out to the publisher of this game for about a week um, and can't even bloody buy a reply. Um, but reviews have gone up and they look pretty pretty good. Um, most of them seem to sit around the eight eighty sort of mark. Um, yeah, I actually kind of forgot what this game is about, so that's a very terrible um, discussion point by me. But um, it's a, I'm just reading this little blurb here. Call of the Sea is an otherworldly adventure game set in the 1930s South Pacific. Explore a lush island paradise and puzzle out the secrets of a lost civilization in the hunt for your husband's missing expedition. Oh, that's right. Your husband's ex- expedition's gone missing mm. um yeah cool yes i'm keen to keen to jump to that but i've also been playing um the hand of glory part two that came out um i think yesterday or the day before or something um i had access to it a bit earlier because i've been playing the beta version which wasn't they were still sort of coding in i think uh, voiceover lines um i think um or they just finished testing it yeah some, something like that um yeah so i've played maybe an hour and a half of that um and i quite like it uh yeah i do the one thing i'm gonna say is if you have an episodic game like that uh and you wait what is it maybe what are we december was it like six months or five months since the first part came out you've got to have some sort of previously on the because I fucking forgot a lot of that <laughs> went down yeah. in, the, in in the first half of that game, um, so it it's probably going to cop a little bit of a knock for that because I had to go back and read my other review just to remember like what was going on. Um, so yeah, that's probably the only knock so far. But yeah, it seems pretty cool. Um, I gave I think I gave the first part one um, or the first part eight point five as well. Um, it's yeah, just another point-and-click game that sort of feels like Broken Sword, but I, I am keen to see like where the story goes. But I'll uh, let you know more on that later. Um, and there was another game I think that you were keen for that's not Cyberpunk, uh, which I can't remember. What was there another game that you were keen for? Uh, Temtem. Sorry. Yeah. No. Temtem. Um, I mean, I'm sort of keen for Temtem, but I'm not going to drop oh. 60 bucks on it. Fuck, it's 60 bucks? Yeah, for the early yeah. access. I'm not oh, that so, keen. So, 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 yeah, fair enough. Uh, just on call to see if um, you are listening. It is it, it is free on Game Pass today. So that's, yeah, uh, boy. Very cool. Uh, all right, let's to go, I guess, into the main news. Uh, well, sorry, news, I guess. Um, but Cyberpunk 2077 reviews are out. Uh, yeah, we unfortunately didn't get a code. The code. It does seem that codes were very limited. Um, a number of big outlets didn't get access. Um, which, yeah, will I want to know what your thoughts are on that? 
Um, but yeah, are you have the reviews surprised you? Because it's been a little bit mixed, but it's still high. It's like high mixed. Um, yeah, I think like the like the high scores have helped uh, it achieve that ninety or ninety one Metacritic score. Yeah, ninety one at the moment so far. Because um, there have been a couple of like sevens, and I think there was even a six. There is, yeah. There's at least one six. Um, and yeah, GameSpot with the classic seven, and I think uh, I don't want to confirm this, but I believe I read uh, Twitter commentary that uh, Giant Bomb or sorry, Jeff Gertzman from uh, Giant Giant Bomb, but what Giant Bomb? Giant Bomb. Giant, giant Bomb. Giant Bomb. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, giant Bomb. Didn't like it, which is hardly surprising. Um, yeah. But I'm keen to l- listen to that app and, and find out why. Uh, mm. I know that Kind of Funny did like it. Uh, Blessing, I think is his name. Uh, uh, he liked it, so that was kind of good. Um, but yeah, the the code limitation thing has been um, interesting uh, because there's been a lot of conspiracy theories. They sure why. have. Um the first one is that they want to control the the review score narrative as such. So by limiting the the codes and by pretty much only giving it to big outlets, who I don't I don't want to say are more inclined to score it big because you know obviously you get you you um your game spots and that, but I feel like a big site's probably not going to go oh this is fucking trash and then just you know give it yeah. a four for like. You know, traffic and shit like that. Not yeah. that I'm saying that the sites would do that, but um, yeah, it's, I think that's because yeah. it's pretty much only Metacritic sites. There's been a couple of handful of other sites that aren't on the, that have got it, but it is seemed does seem to be pretty much only Metacritic listed sites. Um, yeah, and they've because I remember in their comms that they had, uh, you know, in their what do you call them, like their financial meetings or their meeting calls or whatever they um they're called they uh what's his name adam someone the ceo of of cd project red mm. basically said um that they want to hit like a 90 metacritic score like that's their target mm. kind of thing so i guess by limiting the amount of people um that can have it they've been able to sort of score that big metacritic score and kind of control that um embargo lifting review kind of narrative there yeah um and the second the other second thing was that and this this i probably think is is probably more the reason perhaps but this also ties into the first reason and that's because the game is apparently still super buggy yeah um, like there's no console codes i think they might have gone out today from what i'm reading online on twitter um but i'm not sold on that oh sorry i'm not certain on that, but yeah, so pretty much all the reviews done so far have been on PC, and a lot of different reviewers um, have commented on the fact that it's still pretty buggy, um, even, even with a big forty something, forty three gig patch that came through. I think mm. uh, there's still a number of um, bugs. Most people seem to be of the opinion that they're not too damaging to the game, like they're not too bad. Um, yeah, because a lot of the, I think the GameSpot review doesn't really. Like, the bugs aren't sort of the number one reason why yeah. the game is a 7. I think they just said that it's just a bit dull, I think, uh, if, if I read correctly. I kind of read so many today, so... Um, 
yeah, what's kind of your thoughts on the, on the lack of review code? Yeah, look, I don't. I sucks. I d- I don't doubt that they have been working to control that that review that score narrative for sure. Um, a mix of you know obviously how limited the codes were and also how little time everyone had yeah, uh, to play and review it. I feel like you know given time to breathe with it and maybe time to explore more of it they they could have risked people uh, i guess like finding it dull and and boring if they're you know if they're blitzing through Mm. you know if if they're like just fully immersed in because obviously like one of the big things that people have been praising is the strength of its world and i don't doubt that um and so if they're you know spending 40 50 hours immersed in that world in a matter of you know less than a week um there's there's that element of of that that's that that'll probably cause them to i guess score it higher mm. um not just because uh you know of, of how in, Im- immersed and invested they are in the world but also just if you if you do that if you you know someone like one of the other one of the local aussie outlets you know one of the one of the guys there spent what like 40 something hours in one stretch yeah, playing this a, game that's a big um Leo from Power Up. Yeah. Yeah, so I think yeah. he played like 45, excuse me, 45 hours in like three days or something like yeah. that. Yeah, like that's um, that's ridiculous. And like this isn't like aimed specifically at Leo, but like in, in a situation like that, I almost feel like people would be inclined to score it slightly higher just so that their time wasn't wasted. Mm. You know what I mean? Like a just like as a, as a self-assurance, just to be like, yeah. oh no, I, I did enjoy that game because if I didn't, then... Well, that was a whole fucking yeah, thing. Well, he's a well. He gave it a ten. Yeah, and he's saying it's the best game he's ever played. Yeah, and I like. I I believe. Like I believe yeah. him. You know, I believe that that's his opinion. But you know, there's there's definitely an element of that that I can see as well. It's just a very, like a justification for the trouble and the time, yeah. and um, it's 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 kind of it's a weird sort of mirroring situation not that it's anywhere near as bad but it's almost mirrors the whole crunch situation of the developer well yeah that, that's the, that, just... that's the massive uh, like ironic thing about this whole situation is that the you know the big crunch game has ended up needing re- like reviewers to crunch um and there's actually uh, i think i put it in our slack channel but uh, there's a really interesting or not well not really interesting but it's it's an interesting read from Forbes about the yeah, I did of see cyberpunk that. reviews just just on that the way that this game is going to be reviewed is not a normal way that you play a, a video game yeah you know you know no one plays unless you're like a diehard fan of something you probably don't play 45 hours in three days um you know that that's not a natural way to experience a game you know they probably yeah there's hours and hours of stuff to do in this game and you don't need to cram it all into you know yeah less than a week um, and how yeah, yeah, how, yeah. How, are you, how are you going to criticize something as well if you don't have time to stop and think about it yeah and you know people are going to like you know people like well me definitely because i'm still playing the witcher 3 right like you know it's going <laughs> to take me months um i mean this one i might actually try and focus on finishing um but well, know, by so all it's accounts be, it's a little bit yeah. shorter so yeah well apparently um i don't know i think i've only heard one or two different play times. And I think the guy from Kind of Funny Blessing, I think it was 28 hours mm. for credit. So that's 
Like when I heard that, I was like, oh, that's really short. Um, not that not that it's short, but you know, that's like Last of Us kind of. Short. I think it's I think it's one of those games that's kind of like wider rather than longer. Like you can mm. replay it and get a completely yeah. different game, but it's not and necessarily. The interesting yeah. thing, yeah, that he was talking about because um, I had listened to that podcast on the way to work was just that. Um, uh, I'm just trying to not to butcher his words, but it was like the main story is not so much the main. Yeah. Um, attraction kind of thing. It's it's yeah. doing everything. It's like you know, it's doing all the chatting to all the NPCs and doing all the side quests. It's the whole collective experience rather than just you know mainlining it. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's based on a it's based on a tabletop RPG, and it's you know an open world sandbox. So I can mm-hmm. I can believe that. Like I think that's what I was kind of expecting. Yeah. Um, I just didn't think the. Yeah, like the main story would be twenty, well, you know, twenty five hours or so, because um, he said I can think that the, the thirty hours or something he played was like twenty percent side quests or something. Mm. But um, yeah, the other uh, thing I was going to mention is I've completely forgot what it was now. Something about reviews. Oh yeah, but there's been. Uh, did you want to talk about the other thing that we spoke about or? Well, that's like that's heavily in the realm of conspiracy theory. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and, and actually just looking at this now, like there's a a few more, um, a few more reviews have filtered through to Metacritic. So I haven't had a look at everything yet. Mm. Um, but with, with a couple of exceptions of really, really big publications that sort of are strong enough to kind of skirt around it to me, it, it has seemed like CDPR has been targeting outlets who either, kind of just fit the bill of their typical fan base of, you know, mm. you know, cisgendered, hetero so, males yeah. or females that sort of, you know, wouldn't take issue with a lot of the content in the game. Mm. Um, and also seemingly, like, this is all conjecture. Like, I don't know. This is just from talking to people, obviously, uh, other outlets and stuff, but seemingly, like, outlets who might have criticized their practices in the past or might seem like uh, the, the types of publications that would criticize certain content in the game. If it almost feels like they've targeted specifically those outlets in, in not giving them codes. Mm-hmm. So um, I mean, that could, yeah, you know, that could just be a perspective thing. It could just be the, the, the people that we're talking to specifically, but I, um, I think Polygon ran, Maybe, like maybe it was part of their review. I think was it Polygon so that spoke a bit about the the trans side of things. Yeah, it would have been yeah. um, I think it was Polygon because I think that Polygon's uh, the the person who wrote the review is a is a trans person. So Kelly, is she no, she's not. She's in uh, Spot, Sorry, Carolyn. Um, I'm pretty yeah. sure that writes for Polygon. So yeah, so like they're. They're a big enough publication, I think, that they, them not getting a code would have been news. Yeah. Um, especially if they'd elected Carolyn as their reviewer. Um, yeah. But for for like the smaller outlets, it seems like they've they've definitely targeted people who they would have believed wouldn't kind of bring mm. up those issues. Yeah. Um, and I, I, but I, I yeah, guess that's a hundred percent. Just yeah. like yeah. And I guess that comes back. That ties back into that first thing, you know, because controlling that. Absolutely. Like, yeah. there's no, there's no doubt in my mind that they are controlling the narrative. Yeah. Um, um, but do I just want to ask you a question? And this is just me 
sitting in the question chair. Mm. Do you think... Uh, do you think it is fair for uh, reviewers to... Uh, how do I word this correctly? Like, do you think that the whole trans criticism of the uh, the game elements, not so much the external stuff like the marketing, that sort of stuff, because mm. that's all been a bit shit, but the stuff in the game, do you think mm. that's fair game? Like, do you... Like, uh, let me put it a different way. Do you, like, to... Uh, I don't, don't want to come across as a bit of an arsehole. <laughs> I kind of like, get what you're saying, but, but I think yeah, it's keep like, going. Like, to me, it feels like whenever there's a big game, right, you know, there's always a target on that game's back. Like, we saw it with... Naughty Dog and yeah. the last part two, like you know, as soon as people had elements of this was in, was in in the game that people would just, and then you have the other part of it where the game has tried to include it, but it's not to um, people's liking or mm. they don't do it justice or whatever, mm. um, and you know, and then they cop it for that. So it's sort of like it's a lose lose kind of thing. Mm. Um, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, like that's just I'm not that's not, not my yeah. opinion. That's just me. Trying to form a bit of yeah. Debate I think here. there's. I think like for a game like this, especially there's. I guess there's two core things, and one is, mm. one is the context, and you know, a game like Cyberpunk is, you know, it's it's going to have a lot of a lot of those themes, mm. um, and you know, in this kind of a world, and I guess with the original, like I don't have much experience with the original Cyberpunk lore, but like the idea isn't is to sort of challenge these ideas. Mm. Um, and if this is meant to be like a dystopian future, this is like, this is the bad result of a, of a potential future. Um, so I, I guess like it's a, it, it feels like a failing on, on the developers if they don't actually say anything with it. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. And I mean, like it's I mean, not, yeah, yeah. it's and not I, the inclusion of those themes. It's just, it's also probably doesn't hasn't yeah like the way they've uh, I guess handled it up until yeah, yeah I mean you know outside of the external to the actual game um, yeah they've fucked it pretty hard yeah it's um, like I, I guess one of the best one of the best kind of little terms that I saw coined was it's edge lord not edgy yeah right it's okay. it's not it's not you know it's not trying to say anything it's just it's shock value or it's yeah. you know because. Um, because uh, some of the criticism, I'm just trying to think of exactly what it is, but it's something to do with the with the voice acting or something like that, isn't it? Because um, I think you can select your your voice to be either feminine or mm. masculine, um, but it's something like uh, I'm trying to think of the exact what the what they what the issue was, but it's uh, there was no was it that you couldn't choose like non-binary or something like that in the I don't. I haven't. I haven't yeah. seen any of that. But I'm trying to remember like what it was. I have to find it. But there was. I feel like there was some stuff on that that was like. Yeah. yeah it's. I mean, character creator stuff like that. Like, if it's not all inclusive, it's it's disappointing. But it's not. You know, it's early days for a lot of that. A lot mm. of those ideas. But I think. I think the. From what I've seen, the main issue with cyberpunk is just like in-game stuff. Um, that notorious like poster from way back. That's the um, drink one, isn't it? Yeah, it like, like that's get, still in the game and stuff, and yeah, get amped or whatever the fuck it was. Um, um, you know, yeah. If if you're into uh, reading or learning more about this whole thing, there's a really, really, really good 
uh, an insightful um, thread on Reset Era, just about CD Projekt Red's poor uh, use of trans stuff like that, or you know, just their sh- shitty practices around like trans yeah. and other. I saw um, I saw something earlier today. Also, I haven't again. I haven't looked too much into it, but um, apparently they use uh, designs from like uh, like traditional Mary face tattoos uh, and yeah, stuff, which is like a, a big no no. Um, I, I, I do with that one. Um, I do wonder if because I didn't know that. Like I, until I saw that today, like I wouldn't have I wouldn't have known that you couldn't do that. Yeah, me either. So that's yeah. like, again, like that's something I have to look into more, but like... Because um, I just wonder if that's more of a oops kind of thing, you know, like, you, you know, we didn't, you know, we genuinely didn't know that this was yeah. offensive. So, I, I, but I guess then that comes to the, the response, you know, are they yeah. going to remove it or yeah. they're going to be like, hey, you know, we've actually spoken to these people and, you know, they're cool with it or whatever. Yeah, it just seems, yeah, it just like, it, like it's not, I guess like on its own, that's like a, an individual mistake, but just, you know, you add, you add all these things together and it just seems like mm. this is a, you know, a multi-billion dollar company who did absolutely no research on what they were putting into their game. I do wonder Consulted if, that, nobody. If, if that is partly why though, like, because it is such a big game and a big company, they just... Yeah, no, there's also of, elements of that, like, you yeah. know, people doing things and then it kind of flying under the radar. Yeah, because I, I, I can, I've, yeah. Because you know, if this game was made by like 10 people, 10, 20 people, I feel like that sort of stuff would be a lot more researched and. Um, yeah, I've also had eight years, but. True. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, but I guess, and going, going back to uh, your question, though, the other, I guess the other side of it, outside of the specific content, um, when you talk about games, you know, having a, a target on their back or, you know, people uh, taking issues with things, um, especially more recently. I think the other the other side of the argument is that uh, games do a really good job of pushing those issues mm. more than a lot of other mediums because they're, they're so global and they're so diverse and, you know, they, they reach so many different people that... Yes, not every game can get everything right all the time, but if we don't keep questioning it, yeah. it's not going to change. I do. So, I've got another question for you, and again, this mm. is just this is just a question. But do you think um, so? In a game like Tell Me Why, for example, mm. right? So they they use those themes and those uh, you know trans and and that as in a good light kind of thing. Mm um in a way but we're here i was reading i don't know what uh review it from i think it was the polygon review but i can't remember exactly but one of the trans character yeah i think it's a trans character in the game is like a surgeon or something like that that, that basically does bad stuff um or you know it is like an evil character i believe yeah like do you think that they uh that's not a good move like making a trans character an evil character kind of thing um i don't think it's a good move see that's that's see that's that kind of ties into that i don't think it's a good move now mm. i think if we can push you know uh yeah. these ideas and and normalize things to a point where 
it's not a defining factor of that character. Yeah. And it doesn't stand out. Um, and there's an equal opportunity for characters to be good as well. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. it's if, if you've got one character in a game and they're evil, then that's bad probably. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, I think that was... Especially the, when, think, like, yeah. at a time where people are trying to get, you know, fight for that inclusion. Mm. Um, um, it's yeah. just one of those things, like, not... Not every, a lot of people kind of paint it as this thing where uh, you know marginalized people are trying to make every game about them. Yeah. Um, and it's it's definitely not that. It's just that those people have to fight for those opportunities, and so they have to be vocal about it. And Would you... you know, one day that'll have an effect, and people won't have to do that anymore. But in the meantime, do you think? Uh that they should have just not included it like how this is this is sort of what i talk about by that lose lose situation yeah. i mean i mean but again you know that it all ties back to, yeah. to 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 their um you know their form of being crappy with all that sort of stuff so i yeah. guess that you know that doesn't help at all but yeah it's just it's just i guess it goes back to them it like again it just feels like they're wasting that cyberpunk yeah theme you know because yeah. if they hadn't included, the, you know, all of those all of those ideas, then it wouldn't have been cyberpunk. Yeah, um, yeah, and I guess yeah, from what you're sort of saying, this, they use it more as shock value than to really use. Yeah, it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, okay, it's it's a hard thing to talk about it, obviously, without you playing know, <laughs> without playing it, without uh, being, you know amongst those those groups of of mm. people who are going to feel marginalized by certain things in the game um yeah but it's just it's yeah it's just something that's it's always going to be disappointing um and it falls to big you know big big titles like this to kind of help bring those issues to light so yeah. it's always going to be disappointing when it doesn't happen and it doesn't always have to happen but it's again it's cyberpunk this mm. this should have been the game, yeah. To actually say something, and it just yeah. From everything I've read, it feels like it do, do, it doesn't have anything to say. So I think that's the most disappointing thing. Yeah. Uh, but I'm uh, I'm sure it's a fun game. I wouldn't know. We didn't get a review code. <laughs> yeah, that was very very disappointing, uh, especially because we've given three copies away, which the winners will be announced later tonight. Yay! Um, but um. In after reading, we'll, I guess we'll probably wrap it up there because um, you know we haven't actually played it. So, but you're you were kind of keen for it, then you kind of fell away, then you got a little bit more amped. Now that the reviews are out, where's the hype? I don't know. <laughs> and and adding the disappointment that we didn't get code because that definitely st- like that. I think that stings. But yeah. you know, when you read of like sites like Forbes and that not getting it, you, you kind of go well. You know, Forbes didn't get it, so. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm keen to just, I'm keen to enjoy it at a pace, you know, at a relaxed pace as much as possible. Obviously, I want to get a review out in some timely fashion, but um, it's kind of relieving a little bit that I can maybe take my time a little bit more. Don't have to Um, kill yourself. Don't have to crunch for 48 hours in three days. Um, Which I I never would have uh, expected you to do. (laughs) Um, uh, but yeah, I, it's one of those, like, it's one of those things where, like we said, like, I'm, I'm sure 
the the narrative and the and the world and stuff are gonna fall a little bit flat for me maybe mm. um or maybe that it'll surprise me i don't know um but the the rpg elements sound rad um, yeah it sounds very like deep as well yeah like that stuff excites me more than anything else yeah. um it is it's i don't know it's it's still even it's still just like a a moral quandary because of everything with CDPR as well. So it's yeah. it's one of those things where it's going to be, I, I don't know if it's going to be hard to enjoy it because of all that. Mm. Um, and I'm kind of happy that I'm reviewing it and I have a purpose for playing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see, I guess. Yeah. I mean, like I've never, I've not never been like the most excited for it. So, you know, I've always been keen on it, but you know, I, you know, RPGs are not really my thing, but I'm keen to dabble in the start and, and see where it takes me. But, but yeah, like you're either like hearing all these, you know, voices that feel, you know, mistreated and and or, or misrepresented or all that, and from uh, their practices, it's it is a bit of a, a bummer. Um, mm. Hopefully, maybe like they can learn from it and do better from here on but you know they're fucked up so many times that you'd think they would know by now um, yeah all right um speaking of that just very quickly uh open critic do you remember your open critic score for cyberpunk was it 91 no i think it was 90 was it 94 oh god because mine was 89. Because uh, you like, if it flops, I'll, I'll shit myself. Uh, <laughs> let me just quickly scroll down to the open critic. Where are we? No, that's we've gone too far. Uh, so I punk. You went 92. So you're one oh, for yeah? the moment. Yeah. And I went, yeah, 89. I think I was the only one. Oh, no, Jordan went 82 as well. He went in the 80s. Oh, no, there's a few in, in the 80s. So we'll see how it... Um, yeah, see how it ends up. Um, cool, so quick other news. Uh, I did see that um, Project Athea, that game from Square Enix and... Mm. Actually, no, sorry, just from just from Square Enix, that, that's going to be a two-year timed exclusive um, for PlayStation 5. Uh, and, and I believe it's coming to PC as well. Um, yeah, so a timed console... Basically, just no Xbox for two years. Yeah. So seeing like this stuff now, like, really makes me go like, if you were Phil Spencer, man, like, why wouldn't you just fucking go? You know what? No fucking Starfield for two years or whatever. Like that. <laughs> um, he's yeah. not. He's not that kind of guy. No, he's not. Retaliate. No, no, he's not. Um, and maybe you know, it's like it's that thing that over time, you know, his goodwill and his good heart, you know, Sony will go. You know what? Maybe we just won't do time exclusives anymore. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be... I think they want to aim to release that... Is it like 2022 or something like that? Or 2021? Mm, no, 20, yeah. Late, yeah. No, I'm making dates up. Yeah, no, I'm thinking of a different game. Um, yeah, so that's... In the article I'm reading here on uh, Tweaktown, there's no... Um, there's nothing about dates here. But I would be... Um, based on that little short trailer teaser thing, I wouldn't be surprised if it's next year um sorry uh, mm. if it didn't come out next year sorry um 
yeah quickly for you by the time this episode goes to goes live it'll be over but our game awards are in a couple of days i believe yep what are you feeling uh let me give you two or three categories uh and i'll get your predictions there to see if you were right first one is obviously game of the year um what are you feeling for that do you remember the nominees uh i'm just making sure i have the nominees here actually I've got um, the page from 2019 up, so that doesn't help me. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, but I can tell you right now, I think it's going to be The Last of Us. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling that too. Um, Given that it's a critic choice thing um, mm. and how well that game did critically, um, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I, I think um, it's it's funny, like... This year's Disco Elysium is like um, Hades. Hades, yeah. Like it's been. It's yeah. Got Hades is the darling of, yeah. of that bunch for so, sure. But yeah, so that'll definitely get some um, some some gongs. Somewhere, yeah, I reckon. I can actually find the post that we did. Um, but yeah, uh, the other one I was going to ask you for. I'm trying to find the thing. It's it's one of the it's the new, it's the indie one. Uh, oh yeah, that I probably could just go straight to the source. You're right. You Good. could. Um, it's loading. Uh, it's like best game from a new studio. Oh yeah. Um, um, and there's my boys the in talking. it. Uh, uh, it's got um. Roki. Old mate, Roki in it. Yeah. Roki's in it, and then oh, I can't find the fucking category. This is best terrible. debut game. Best debut game. That's the one. What do you mm. got? I, oh, that's a tough one. So we, because... yeah, so we got Carrion, Mortal Shell, Raji, Ancient Epic, Roki, and Phasmobia, which I've yeah. never played, but apparently it's massive amongst streamers. Phasmobia is, yeah, so Phasmobia is big among streamers. I don't think that that'll win. No. I know a lot of people froth Carrion yeah, when that came out. As much that as reviewed want really well. win, um, I feel like it's going to be... I feel like, yeah. yeah. I think Carrion's like the big brain vote. I feel like that'll, that'll get it. Yeah. Um, as much as I like what I played of Roki and what I played of Raji, um, I don't know anything about Mortal Shell, but I don't think I don't think that'll win. That's the um, the Dark Souls esque. Yeah, yeah. I I have a feeling I have an inkling it'll be Carrion. Yeah, I'm going for. I'm going to stick with my heart and go for Big Roki. Shout out to Big Dylan Blight from uh, Explosion Network for going Roki as well. Um, I heard you, mate. I loved it. Uh, I think that's pretty much. There's t- there's tons of other news, but I can't. I think it's all pretty much been covered. You know, it's all kind of old. I don't, unless there's anything else that you want to talk about. Not really. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Hey, hey, you, you find the? Have you been playing the PS5 much? Yeah, what's well, how I played? Um, sort of played Haven on. Oh, Haven, of course. Sorry, because I I know that you played uh, Immortals on. Series X. Um, I did. Still loving everything about it. Yeah, I um, I really, I still really enjoy the activities thing. Yeah. Um, one thing that's kind of started bugging me, and, and activities is kind of a half solution, but um, I I don't like that the PlayStation Five, for whatever reason, doesn't warn you that you're about to close a game. If you uh, if you play something else, like the 
on the PS4. Suspending, you mean? Huh? Oh no! Sorry. Yes. 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 I, I know. Like on the PS4, saying. if I'm if I'm playing yeah. Assassin's Creed and then I go and I click on Haven, it'll yeah. be like, oh, if you you're, play this, you're going to be closing Assassin's yeah, Creed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it doesn't do that at all, which is it doesn't suspend. It doesn't. Well, there's no there's no quick resume, so you can only have mm-hmm. one game open at a time. Bummer. Um, and it doesn't tell you that it's going to close one. Like there's no warning of like what game you have open. There's no easy way to tell what game you have open. Mm. Um, so, you know, with, with activities and stuff and, and how fast everything loads, it's usually not a problem if the game has a good autosave system. But if it doesn't, um, which I found out the hard way, mm. you can lose hours of progress just because you turned the PlayStation on and didn't realize there was still something running and oh, selected something else. It doesn't save. No, that's like that's the thing. It doesn't. It doesn't do any kind of. There's no suspension no, or. But I mean, like you, like you, the, like the game that you were playing, what was like a manual save or something? Yeah, um, I can't remember what game it was, but that's bomb. Probably because I deleted it in rage. Uh-huh. Um, the other one yeah. I want to quickly run through you with in the game awards because I remember my boy was in it. I was best action game. Uh, Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Neo 2, or Streets of Rage 4. Oh, uh, yeah, I did. That's, how good is that? That's very good. That's very cool. Um, uh, Dylan from Explosion didn't go Streets of Rage 4, so he's dead to me now. I kind of... I, I, I feel like this one's going to be Doom. Yeah. It's a um, big name, isn't it? But Hades could get it. Mm. But Doom. But not Streets of Rage, basically. Is but not... I, <laughs> I, as much as I would love to see <laughs> Streets of Rage win best action game of 2020, mm. um, I feel like they have to give it to a... A big game. You know what? This is <laughs> a bit bum. Like, best audio design, there's no mention of Roki, but Resident Evil 3 is in there. That is fucked. Just telling you. Mm-hmm. And even like um, bloody Streets Race didn't even get best score in music, so that makes me real devo. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about that big Jeffy, but um, there you go. All right, let's uh, let's jump into off topics because I don't think I can think of any other news, uh, and people are probably sick of hearing our voices. But just our two voices. Um, yeah, but what do you think of uh, no what? No. What what have you been doing off topic? Nothing. 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 I, I've got a couple of things for you. Um, okay. I started watching Jurassic Park. Oh, no, sorry. Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, whatever it was, the last one that came out. Oh, yeah. That film sucks. I got like halfway through <laughs> and I was like, this is boring. It's just not even... It's, yeah, just no it's good. not good at all. Um, second thing, a new TV show on Stan, I think. Yeah, it's called Your Honor. I think it's called on Stan. I think it's on Stan. Yeah, it's called Your Honor. It's got uh, Brian Cranston. Um, oh, yeah. One episode a week. So every Sunday they, um, yeah, they do a new episode. And it's fucking cool. It's very cool so far. Um Love me a bit of the, the bit of the cranny. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if this is well. 
it's not really probably spoilers because it's sort of t- it tells you like this this in the trailer but so basically Cranston, Cranston's a um a judge uh and his son uh does a hit and run um hits a hits someone and then runs in panic kind of thing and yeah then like the dad uh cranny cranny's like um just fucking i can keep you safe if you just don't tell anybody kind of thing so yeah so that's like the first step is it sort of sets it all up and yeah so you got to go on from here um from there right so yeah it's it's cool cool. it's definitely interesting it's a cool premise too because yeah um so i'm keen to see how it goes um very cool but i don't think i've watched anything else i think that's pretty much it oh no i finished the rain uh, the Danish show that I was watching that fucking show stinks. The first Aww. first season was first season was very cool. Second season yeah, kind of was like I'd say first season's like a seven and a half to an eight. Um seven second season's more of a definitely a six and a half to a seven. This season's like a four. Um, Gross. Yeah. Just didn't they just they went away from what made the idea that the rain was deadly was kinda cool. Um and they kind of went away from that. Um, yeah. So, that's rough. Um, that's all I pretty much got for you. I don't think, you know, I've got nothing else. Um, Sick. Got to pay my car insurance. Casual 830 bucks. Love that. Shout outs. Brilliant. Love having cars. Love being out of driveway. Actually, I do love being out of driveway. Um, but yeah, that's not fun. Uh, cool. Well, let's wrap it up there. Um, it was lovely chatting with you about Cyberpunk reviews, even though we didn't get to play it. Uh, <laughs> um, thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll be back for one more episode this year, and that's going to be a big, Ooh. juicy one with our games of the year, um, the side awards, um, our pledge updates, final pledge updates, because our pledges finish next week. Uh, find out who made it, who didn't. Um, we'll announce the Open Critic Challenge winner, but I, which I pretty think is already set in stone because the leaders are good. Like not me. Tell you that. Points or something in front, so it's going to be very hard unless uh, Paul James shits the bed at the very end and has picked some random ass score for Cyberpunk. Uh, yeah, he looks like he's going to be the inaugural winner. Uh, but yeah, check us out next week for one more week uh, and hope you have a good weekend stay safe and we will speak to you then bye www.wellhyphenplay.com.au thank you <laughs>